T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think the Eagles are going to bring home the Lombardi Trophy. But they're probably going to have one mistake along the way, and it's something the teams have been making the same mistake for about 25 years. And i got to ask the Diddy his opinion and write to the phones. Ray, why did the tradition of the team lifting the coach up on their shoulders to walk him across the field when they win the Super Bowl, why did that tradition go away? It was a great tradition. <laughs> Good question. Um When's, uh, I'm sure you've done the research. I, I haven't, when's, but when's I, the last time we saw it? I don't. I don't know, but my instincts are Holmgren. I remember Holmgren in '96 being lifted up. Yeah, he was. And I feel like it hasn't happened since then. And it's like, why? What a what a great what a great thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Penn State players lifted Joe Paul up in '86. Yeah, it's well, a it's a cool tradition, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's not do it. Well, what? Maybe the coaches don't like it. Maybe the coaches, after watching, as you discussed, John Madden fall the moment <laughs> after they got him hoisted right. up. There, you remember that, right? Maybe right, the coaches right. oh, are yeah. telling the guys, hey, no matter what happens, don't try to lift me up. I guess it's possible. Yeah, so, someone's got to ask Sirianni the important questions in the press conference. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it is. I hadn't really thought about the fact that that's kind of gone away. I mean, there are two things in relation to the coach carried off that stick in my mind. Number one, of course, was the Bears Super Bowl when the players carried off both Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan. Right. I mean, everybody remembers that uh, because, you know, the defense, you know, the Bears team, that was really like two teams. There was – buddies guys and then there was everybody else uh and so they wanted to make sure the, the defensive guys were not going to carry Ditka off the defensive guys were going to carry buddy off so they were carried off side by side which drove which i uh, just infuriated Ditka because he had no use for buddy so he didn't like sharing that spotlight with him but he had no choice the other one i remember was um i interviewed weeb eubank once who coached obviously coached the jets to super bowl three uh and it led to one of the great pregame talks of all time because here are the Jets getting ready to go out to play the game and they're nervous as can be because they're 19-point underdogs and 99% of America thinks they have no chance 19 to 19 points? They were 19-point underdogs. I didn't underdogs. realize it was 19. 19-point underdogs. That's what I've never seen a line that big in, it, like, John, while we're doing all our picks and stuff. That's a huge part of the storyline of Namath's guarantee. Yeah, that's part 19. of what made it so special. Yeah, that's why when Namath came out and said, we're going to win the game, I guarantee it. I mean, it was it, that's what made that thing so right. remarkable. Exactly. But anyway, the, you know, the players are nervous as can be because they're going to go out and play this game. Biggest game they've ever played for sure. They're 19-point underdogs and they're, ready, they're just ready to go out onto the field. And Weeb Bank gathers them all around. And everybody remembers what Weeb looks like. He was just this little elfish 
kind of old man. <laughs> looked like everybody's grandfather. Uh, and he says, now listen, fellas, when this game's over and we win, I, you know, when you pick me up to carry me off the field, be careful because I have a bad, I have a bad hip. And, you know, so I'm on my, my right side, it's, you know, when you're, when you're picking me up to carry me in here, just be really careful because I have a really sore hip, okay? That's great. Wow. But, uh, but the whole, but uh, so many of the players said that, that, that just, it just made their eyes pop when he said, now when we win. Yeah. It wasn't if we win, it was when we win. And then with that, they went out and, of course, pulled off the biggest upset in NFL history. That's, that's very cool. All right, to the phones we go. Let's talk to Drew in Westchester. Hi, Drew. Hey, guys. Ray, it's uh, great to hear you on the air again. You uh, signed an Eagles encyclopedia uh, seven years ago. You were a uh, super nice guy, and I hope your uh, unretirement goes out better than Tom Brady's. Um, <laughs> wet. I'm, 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 I'm way up on Brady already, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, think so. I think so, too. Um, so I have a special teams question I would love to ask you guys at the end. But, uh, Joe, yesterday you asked uh, for me to give you a compliment. And I'm actually going to give you one uh, right now. Hmm. I agree with your point today in terms of Mahomes. I think the thing I really respect about and to be clear, I love that Jalen's our quarterback, and I think the Eagles are going to win the game. But the thing I really respect about Mahomes this year is that you took Tyreek Hill away, and he still got that supporting cast to the Super Bowl, especially as a contrast with what you look at where, you know, Aaron Rodgers yeah. lost to Vontae Adams and the Packers just weren't the same and if you put Jalen on that Chiefs team with the same supporting cast I think they would be really good but I can't say with guaranteed conviction they would get past the Chiefs and the Bengals and the the, the Bills and the Bengals and the AFC I agree that's what leans me to my homes a little bit yeah and look, I, I I agree I, I think if you switch quarterbacks in this game no it's a little funky because Mahomes has the the ankle right now but I think the Chiefs would – I think the team with Mahomes and A.J. Brown and all the Eagles players other than Hurts would be a, a five-point favorite, a four-point favorite. Something, it would swing the line pretty significantly. And that's why I think the Eagles are going to win because I think they are a much better team uh, they are. overall. Yes, that's correct. Uh, as far as – I had one special teams uh, question for you guys. If uh, Stipos had a step back and he wasn't – ready to go given how bad brett kern has been would you work out other punters or would you not want to mess up jake elliott with the field goal operation and just stick with kern and be like listen dude try not to mess up i would absolutely work out other punters i i think that the uh mess the kicker up thing because of the holder being changed is overrated you got a lot of guys who can do that job, you know, get the ball down, catch the ball and get it down. They've been doing it their entire careers, going back to peewee football. I want a punter who can pin the opponent deep, and I don't think yeah. Kern can do it. I think John's right on this, Drew. I've kind of gone back and forth in my head on this one, but I'll just say this. Brett Kern's holding ability is an example of how you can get someone else to hold, and the kicker can still make the kicks. I mean, he jumped in around week 15 or 16. So, you know, I I, I think they should try out kickers if Sipos can't kick. Drew, give me an answer here, a 90s comedy character from a movie. All right, got a uh, good one for you. Uh, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. That's a good answer if it's 90, and I think it was. It's 1990. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Ray, what's the answer to that question? Would you be try if you knew Sipos couldn't play, or even if you thought he might not play, would you be trying out punters right now? Yeah, I probably would. 
I probably would. Because I, I, I guess I kind of was one of those people that was guilty of overrating how important the holder is. Because um, I remember the year that uh, the punting competition and training camp came down to Dirk Johnson and Sav Rocca. Uh, and I was, even though Rocca had a much oh, bigger leg. What year was this? Because I think I might have been there. Uh, I thought Sav was like 07 or 06 or 08. And I'll, oh, really? It was I later. Think. Yeah, it was, his first, it was his first year with the team. He was new. Uh, and Dirk was, was, uh, had, had the job. And so this, this was actually competition. They actually brought him in, and the two of them were kicking in camp. And Sav had a bigger leg for sure, so we all saw that right away. Um, but when it came time, time to make the decision, either or, uh, I was saying, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would probably stay with I, – I agree that Sav is probably the better punter right now. But Dirk, you know, Dirk and Akers work really well together. For the difference I'm getting – in the punts, I think I'd rather stay with, I think I'd rather stay with the guy. And and everybody kind of thought, yeah, that's they're they're not going to do that. And Andy made the decision. He just said, no, nah, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> and, and, and I, I went to Andy with it. I said, you know, how much is the holding? And and he said, no, nah, it's, it's no problem. I said, really, this, you know, we're not talking. Savrock is he's just off the boat from Australia. I mean, he's never. You're asking him to do something he has really never done before. Kicking a ball he's done before. Holding a ball for a kick he's never done before. Are you sure he can do this? Ah, anybody could do this. And <laughs> wow. you know, and, and Andy is a real technocrat when it comes to like the fine points of football. I was a little bit surprised he was so dismissive of it. And so ever since then, and, and it worked out fine. I mean, Sav became the holder and he was really good at yeah. it. And Akers never had an issue with it. So I look back on it and I think, you know, maybe maybe I was overthinking that. Maybe it's not as big a deal as I thought. So two things go through my mind. So first of all, Ray, I just looked it up and it was 07. That's when Sav started here. But here's the other thing. 07, and this is some hopping topics, but 07 was also when Andy Reid thought it was no big deal to just have anybody be the punt returner. Yes. And he found out right quick, oh, no, it does matter. Yeah, was it J.R. Reid? Well, yeah, he was fine before the injury, but it, it's, it, was, uh, it was Greg Lewis in the, in the Packers game, right? Wasn't he the one that dropped the, the ball was, in the first game of the season? Yeah, it was the first game of the season, and they – you know, they literally went into it with somebody that had never returned a punt in an NFL game. Right, because they had hold the, the right. whole Jeremy Bloom thing was one of the preseason things, I think, that year. I think. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds about right. Coming I, off the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I just know that w- however it happened, the Eagles went to, the, to open the regular season, and they didn't have anybody on their roster that had ever fielded a punt in an NFL game. And I just thought, now that – that looks a little risky to me. Yeah, I think they signed Reno Mahe. This is my recollection. Week three. And he fair caught. This is I could be off a little bit here, but my recollection is he fair caught the first punt at a game at the link, and the crowd erupted in a derisive cheer at Andy that he finally had somebody that could at least catch the ball. I remember I rem- that I remember. The the, Bron- the Bronx cheer, I definitely remember. That's unbelievable. I remember a lot of us were looking at Vaisikahema, who was sitting up in the box with us, right. and saying, uh, "Hey, uh, you, you think you could go down there and catch a couple of these? You were not asking you to take it to the end zone and punch a goalpost. You know, we just need somebody back there and catch one." Okay? He was very. Vi was a terrific punt returner. He was really good. I, I, he was really really good. He when was. He, yeah, I mean, he had a long career before he came before he came here, and when he retired. He he was he was top three uh, all time in in combined kick return yardage. I mean his wow. his numbers are mm. really good. No, he was outstanding. People don't realize his numbers are really good. Yeah, let's go to Sean right now. Good afternoon, Sean. 
Hey, Joe, John, and Ray. How you guys doing? doing Good. Great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, Joe, if you don't mind, I'll start out with a little Super Bowl trivia. This sure. will warm you up for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Hey, what is the only uh, the only NFL player to be a member of three different Super Bowl winning teams? Teams defined as organizations, you're saying, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So Ray might get this before me. That's an interesting question. Won a Super Bowl with three now different teams. I can't teams. ask it as a beat the hammer question. Yeah, exactly. No. As a player, Ray, you rifling through in your head here? You got anything that comes to mind? That's nothing, a, nothing came right to mind. This is three different teams, huh? Three different organizations won a Super Bowl. That's a really good question. Um, John, you got anything on that? Wow. No. It's not LeGarrette it, Blount. Yeah. Um, Haley was two, right? Haley was two. Was two. be a quarterback. Doesn't have to be a quarterback. No, it I mean, it's, it's probably it's, it's definitely not a, a quarterback. Was a, it, well, it could be a guy who's a backup. It could be, it could be but, a backup quarterback. But yeah. you would probably know that. I, I don't think so. Not. I that, think you probably would. I, I think if it were a starting quarterback, you'd know. All right. I, that's why I think. Sean, it's Sean, here's what I'm going to ask for. Is it me? Right. With a, well, go ahead, James. No, no, no. All right. The two. four of us are going to compete against each other here, Sean. But here's what okay. we need from you: give us the three teams, and we'll see which one of us figures it out first. Okay. Raiders, 49ers. Millen, Redskins. Millen. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> and he was, but wasn't he deactivated? Nice there, wasn't buddy. he deactivated in the Raider in the in the in the Redskins game in '92 against the in the '91? Uh, he was deactivated, but he still won a ring because he played all the games up until that point. Yeah, but I think he was why, deactivated yeah, I, from that Super Bowl because of the Bills' offensive attack. I think. Yeah, good job, good job. That's why I, I prefaced it with member. Uh, because I caught, I saw this at the barber shop this morning, so I had to get you in on it. Yeah. By the way, while I didn't get the question right, the deactivated knowledge is that's next level, man. All right, it is. all right, it Sean, is. give me a good answer here, man, for a '90s comedy character. Hey, how about uh, has anyone said Walter Sobchak from uh, The Big Lebowski? No, oh, great, mm-hmm. had not been said. We'll give that to you for sure. So you're out of your element, Donnie. Uh. Ray, there's so many Super Bowl memories. One of the craziest, speaking of the Bills, because, you know, their attack was amazing. But how about when Thurman Thomas couldn't find his helmet for the first two plays? <laughs> I remember that. And Bill Polian was out of his mind, as he should be. And, John, apparently it was someone from the band. They think that someone, there, there, there was a national anthem, and they think someone had gone out there and inadvertently, I mean, they purposely moved his helmet but didn't realize by moving it that Thurman Thomas, when he then went back to go get his helmet, <laughs> wouldn't know where it was. And that's oh, why man. Kenneth Davis was in the game. And Kenneth Davis was a fine backup. But, Ray, you just knew from the jump, like, Thurman Thomas is missing his helmet. Like, that was ridiculous. It was. And I, I was in the press box, uh, and the, the Bills take the field, and Kenneth Davis is going out there, and everybody said, what? You know, because you're right. I mean, Davis is a good back, but, you know, you know they Thurman Thomas was the number one without question. Yeah. So what we were all of a sudden people started buzzing. Wait a minute, has he got some kind of an injury? They were hiding from us. I mean, there were a million conspiracy theories started yeah. getting launched immediately. And then within like five minutes, there was an announcement made through the box of exactly what happened. They said that uh, Thurman Thomas did not start the game. And by then he had gotten it and he was coming on the field. And they made the announcement in the press box explaining exactly what it was, that his it, it, his helmet had been moved, and he couldn't find his helmet on the bench, so that was why he wasn't the starting running back. Seltzer, how irate would John be if that was his helmet removed? Oh my god, dude! Well, I'm just thinking, like, how did you? How did you lose track of your helmet? I bet, I bet a lot of players with. would be upset, though. Well, to course. be fair, I, I just, 
I wouldn't be taking my helmet off and leaving it any place anyway. I, I mean, mean, it's that a is long sort pregame. Of your yeah, but you it's, wouldn't it's assume a long someone pregame. went to your, in the Super Bowl who's stealing your helmet. Yeah, because like, you don't, you because can't, I don't know like, why you're oh, taking it off and leaving helmet. it somewhere. Well, like, I, that seems really strange. I guess. I, I get you. But you don't normally. Look, I don't know if it was a huge orchestra out there. I don't know what it was. But, you know, you don't normally have 50 <laughs> people crawling around your sideline. I mean, you know, you don't. You're not too worried about someone stealing your helmet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, you're on WIP. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great, Patrick. Good to hear. Good to hear, Ray. Uh, looking forward to hearing you on the morning show. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to joining these guys. That's going to be fun. That'll be great. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, this is kind of the Ginger Marianne uh, argument, right? When you look mm. at Mahomes and Hurts. Uh, I don't listen. I don't think it's that close yet. I mean, Ginger (laughs) Marianne was a matter of personal taste. I think Mahomes is definitively better. I I just believe that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I I agree with you. I mean, if there was a a draft right now in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes would go number one for 32 teams. So that includes the Eagles. I agree. I agree with you. No question. And I think, and I'm not here to defend Micah Parsons, but I think that's what he was getting at from the standpoint of, like, who was the best player. You know, you get into the most outstanding player versus most valuable player. There's a lot of back and forth and arguments there, right. no doubt. Well, and where it also gets complicated is we're just talking about who's a better player. But I'll say this. Jalen Hurts making a million dollars compared to Patrick Mahomes making $50 million. Jalen Hurts is a better value. There's no question about that. That's how you get all those other players. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, Ray brought up a good point. I think all you you guys have brought up a good point. Jalen will improve. I think his pocket presence will improve. His ability to go through the reads and things like that will improve. Patrick, not going to improve really that much. He's so great. But he also, if you've talked about top quarterbacks all time, I think Mahomes is already on that list. Top five. Yeah. Minimum top ten. Yeah, Mahomes has already established something that's he's already he's already in the rankings. Yeah. You know, you know, higher end. Accomplishments aren't quite as grand as some others, but he's. He's better than most quarterbacks that have accomplished more than he has. Well, he's, if that, if he's that makes sense. He's already accomplished an awful lot. He has. The five straight AFC championship games. And three and Super Bowls. Three Super Bowls. Right. The MVPs. You're right. Yeah. Patrick, give me a big answer for a 90s comedy character. Same movie, Jeff the Dude Lebowski. All right, you got it, Patrick. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> we just had a caller, by the way. Apparently, Thurman Thomas took his helmet off for the national anthem, and that's how that all happened. Apparently, is what. Yeah, we no, that's why I said around oh, the anthem. You're, yeah. you're saying why'd you take your helmet off? That that's the answer. John, that, yeah. yeah, John. Well, no, but John's John. point was even if you take hold your helmet it. off, hold your helmet. Gotcha. Was okay. what he was saying. Okay. Yeah. Thurman, uh, we Thurman later explained because uh, he was asked about it after the game, and he said he takes his helmet off for the anthem, uh, and he he said I always put it on the same place mm-hmm. on the bench mm-hmm. it's always he said he has the one place that he knows where he always puts it uh and then the anthem's over and he goes and gets it and this time the anthem was over and he went and it was gone that somebody had moved it and by that time the offense was going on the field and he was you know and he was in a panic and 
I'm sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, Mar- and Marv Levy's trying to figure out where's Thurman. You know, and Thurman's saying, "Where's my helmet?" So that was not <laughs> as all, as as many as many Buffalo Super Bowls win. It did not get off yeah. to the best yeah, of starts. Right. Yeah. So Micah Parsons just referenced, and and he's in the news today actually because of a tweet from I believe it was yesterday, or excuse me, a couple days ago. Uh, so he he had a really praiseworthy tweet of Lane Johnson. Uh, obviously, they compete against each other twice a year. And Parson, you know, praised uh, Lane for playing through the injury and referred to him as freaking heroic and then said, one of my favorite players in this league. And then Parsons followed up by saying, uh, love you, big bro. Uh, big bro, that's interesting. Not big boy, big bro. Love you, big bro. Keep going. Not many like you. Definitely not playing like you healthy or with a torn groin. Go win a bowl for our division. And, John, this was, as you know, this was met with a lot of uh, unhappiness from Cowboys fans. Like, what in the world? No, we would have an issue, I'm sure, if it was an Eagles player that said something like that about a Cowboy or, or, or a uh, I would not have Washington. Or, yeah, what's your reaction to this, John? I, I think it's cool. I mean, this is, this is the brotherhood of the NFL, and, and I appreciate that Micah Parsons is open-minded enough to say <laughs> – Lane Johnson is an incredible player. I appreciate the the battles we've uh, had thus far and look forward to more. May the best man win, but NFC East, go prove us proud. Like that's that's cool. It's so it, it's strange. Why is it strange? Because it's not the way these dudes are normally wired. I mean, listen, as a it college the way these as dudes a Villanova and Georgetown college basketball fan, I always come NCAA tournament time. Root for all the Big East teams. I don't even know who they are anymore. I don't even know if UConn's in the Big East. Syracuse. I don't even know who's in anymore. Uh, but, so, I get it on that level. NFC East, Ray, your opinion of Micah Parsons obviously rooting for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Uh, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me. I, I, there are a couple of things here. Number one is, is I'm sure that these guys are feeling, or he's feeling, Everybody, you know, for for years, people made fun of the NFC East. You know that it was it was the, yeah. it, was the it was the garbage dump of the National Football League. It's a joke. NFC least, mm-hmm. but then how many times did we see that? And I think what Micah Parsons is seeing this as a rebuttal of that. You know, we had three teams in the playoffs this year. You know, we got a chance that our team's favored to, a team from our division's favored to win it. Good for the NFC East. I think that's part of it because the NFC East has been kicked around so much. And the other part of it is I think that John mentioned the word the brotherhood, and I think that that's, that's more real than you know. I, I'll, I, very quickly, and I don't want to live too much in the past, even though I'm, I don't do sometimes, um, but I'll go back to Super Bowl three again, yep. um, that when the Jets won that game and beat the Colts, uh, with first time an AFL team had done that, nobody thought it could be done, and the AFL had been made fun of, the Mickey Mouse League, all that stuff. We heard all those stories. Joe Namath told me, that when the Jets buses got back to their hotel in Fort Lauderdale after that game, standing outside the hotel and waiting for them to congratulate them were the Kansas City Chiefs. That's great. It was Lenny Dawson. Yeah. It was Willie Lanier. It was Buck Buchanan. It was all of those guys who were, who were hugging these Jets when they came off the bus and said, hey, man, great, you won it for us. You know, I, I think sometimes – Look, these guys are competitors, and, and certainly the Jets and the Chiefs were no – they didn't love each other. In fact, the very next year, it was the Chiefs eliminated the Jets and went on to win the Super Bowl themselves. But at that moment, like, Namath told me like half of the Chiefs team was waiting yeah. for them at the Gold Ocean Mile to congratulate them to say, 
you know, you won this one for us. I mean, people, that, that feeling is more real than people know. That's cool. When you play against the same guys twice a year every year, like, you know those guys better. Those divisional rivalries, that, yes, they're rivalries, but it's also something where you're, you're friends with the, the guys that you play against. So here's my response. Time. Seltzer, tell me if you agree with this. Uh, Richie's getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about friendships with guys you play against because you get to, you know, breathe up on them twice a year. You know them. <laughs> breathe up on them. You know. Oh, John. It's not just when you're playing them. It's <laughs> all the events you see them at. This is I, – I, you're closed-minded. Well, it's different. I'll just say that. This is a different – you know, I, it's um, – I appreciate that Michael Parsons said that. I really do. I know you I know you do. Yeah. I I know that is how you are wired. I mean I, I get it. All right, let's go to Tyler in Westchester. Hi, Tyler. Hey Joe. Hey John. Hey Jimmy. Hey Ray. How are you? Good. Good to talk to you guys. I have a question for Joe and John quick. Have you guys started adjusting to the sleep schedule since you know the date now? Well, my my answer is no. I plan to actually do it the Monday after the Super Bowl. I'm going to just start uh, going to bed a lot earlier and waking up a lot earlier. But obviously, I, listen, if the Super Bowl Sunday wasn't the date that it is and there's not the possibility of staying up till 1 a.m. to celebrate, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., then it would be a different approach. But, you know, I'm not going to bed at 8 o'clock Super Bowl Sunday. So the next day is <laughs> <laughs> the next day yeah, is, that when, won't happen. is when I will start – you know, changing the, the clock. I'm just playing it by I'm going to change the clock I'm just the gonna, day before. Yeah, when my alarm yeah. goes off, I'm going to wake up right. and, and hope it works out. Guys, you guys yeah. don't know. You don't know how much I've put into this. I have bought new glasses that uh, help you apparently fall asleep at night. I have bought a Wait, light. What? I have bought a light <laughs> that is designed to help you wake up in the this morning. Is great. Good job by you. I have seen a sleep doctor. I have a sleep journal. I'm telling you, like I'm all, I'm, and I'm just like, I'll wake up. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have bought three new alarm clocks. Wow. Like seriously, I'm all over this. Awesome. Good work. Yeah. All right, so um, I have some concerns and confidences that uh, I wrote down during accounting class today, actually. Oh, look uh, at you! Good job. Not paying attention. I I support that. Yeah. So I'm gonna read them off and then let you guys discuss them. Um, right. and I have an answer for you at the end. So my main concerns are going down early. Um, I it's just. <sighs> I, I fear that the coaches are going to go into panic mode and we'll get outcoached if we go down early. Um, I'm worried about the run getting shut down and the pass game being forced. Uh, the run's been so good lately. If the Chiefs playing against it, I, I, I fear. Um, Jalen Hurts has not been on his A game in the passing game recently. Um, and then moving on to confidences, to be positive, uh, starting with the run game. I mean, you got three backs that can do it all. If one's not doing well, put the other in. They'll, they'll lead us to the charge. Um, our secondary is far, far better, and James Bradbury has been phenomenal. Uh, any, everything we could ask for. Yeah, he's for, been very uh, good. He has. Signing. All right, Tyler, give me yeah. a great 90s comedy character. Yeah, so let me know if this has been said. I was going to say Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act. That's a good answer right mm. there. Hadn't been said. Tyler, where are you going to get in that class? Uh, an A. I have a 4 I'll be good. Oh, oh good man, Tyler. That's, that's the way to do it. Very his, good answer. Uh, his worries, uh, sure. We all worry that uh, our team gets down early and gets out out of their uh, rhythm uh, as an offense. Colin plays. I don't expect that 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 panic will occur when Jalen is the guy who's running the show because I don't think your second worry should be an option that the run game gets shut down. I, I agree. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it happen. 
you know, like if if the backs get shut down, Jalen will keep it. Yep. Uh, and vice versa, he will always be creating a run play that will work because that's the way the offense is constructed, and his decision making is why it works. I don't expect him to suddenly fail at those decisions. So I think we'll run it consistently. The offensive line continues to be excellent, and with Lane being another two weeks healthier, I think uh, running the ball is going to be part of the winning equation. Uh, I agree with you, Ray. Chris Jones is obviously a great player. I mean, really one of the greats in football. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. very good. But very looking good. at the Chiefs' defense as a whole, the Chiefs' defense is what? Um, is it average? Average. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, – you know, to say vulnerable is that that's you're you're going too far. You know, then you're making it sound like they're weak and they're not. But average is a fair way of putting it. Chris Jones is a monster at, on the line of scrimmage, and you're going to have to account for him. But to me, it's 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 very, um, it's it's very similar to the Giants game. You know, where they where the Giants had Dexter Lawrence, uh, who's uh, who yeah. could be a game wrecker in his own right. Uh, and the Eagles, largely through the play of Kelsey, but also the way that the way the, the blocking was schemed, and credit to Jeff Stoutland and and Nick Sirianni. I mean, they took Dexter Lawrence right out of that game. I mean, you didn't even know he was on the field. And this is a guy that a week before against Minnesota just dominated the game, and the Eagles neutralized yeah, yeah. him. I think that they're probably going to take a similar kind of attack with with Chris Jones, who's a similar kind of player, uh, and. What hurt the Giants, and I think it's going to hurt the Chiefs here, is, is their linebackers are, to, to use your word, they are very average. <laughs> they are very average. Uh, and the Eagles' ability to wipe out the second level really came into play in that Giants game, and I think you'll see it again in the Super Bowl. How will Spags deploy the defense to try to stop Jalen Hurts and the RPO stuff? Is it is this uh, zero blitz time, or are they afraid to send extra players? I, I don't know that they have a choice. You know, I think he's probably going to have to do some things that he's going to be a little uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to take some chances that, that he would probably rather not take. Yeah. Um, especially with this receiver core, because he could really get burned. But I don't know that he can I don't know that he can shut down the RPO without taking some of those risks. Yeah. All right, let's go to Dan right now in Flower Town. Good afternoon, Dan. Hey guys. Uh thanks for taking my call. Um uh so do you think that this would hurt um Mahomes' legacy? Like, um, he's seen as the baby goat. So he goes into the Super Bowl and loses this one, knocking him off his course, and he turns from clutch Jordan to LeBron, you know, it's interesting. three and yeah. six. Listen, that's a very interesting thought. It would be, I think, a little bit of a shame for him if it happens because I do think his team is truly inferior. Uh, and I think some of that LeBron stuff was really unfair. I mean, LeBron was so clearly better than anybody on Golden State, but he kept losing, except mm -hmm. for the one year. Uh, you know, listen, yeah, people are funky with the way they arrive at conclusions. I think that is possible. But I also think that would be unfair if that occurs. Okay. All right. Ray, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, Tom Brady lost three of them, and, right. no, and nobody's going to hold that against him, or they should so if, if, you're, so the, if I, you're if you're that if you're that great, you're that great. It doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to drop one or two big ones along the way. I mean, Jerry West kept losing to the Celtics because the Celtics had a better team, right? Ray, I mean, 
Yeah, and we'll, I'm joining you, know, you with the '60s reference here. We're going back yeah, that's, to. That's, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I mean, and and Wilt won as great as Wilt was. He won one. You know, so I mean, two. It, 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 oh, that's right, two. Two. Uh, but that's you know, but that's how you know it does. I, I wouldn't. Brady's Brady's the best comparison because it's it's current and it's that sport. You know, he lost three of them, and nobody says, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, Brady was all right, but he lost three Super Bowls. If you're saying that, you're silly. If you're saying that, you're just looking for something to criticize. Now, question. So, okay, so um, so what if – damn it, I lost my point. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Give me a great 90s character from a comedy, Dan. Uh, does it have to be movie or TV? Movie. Movie. Can I do uh, Kevin O'Shea from The Little Giant? You sure can. Dan, appreciate the phone call. All right, let's get to the Twitter poll question of the day. Obviously, a lot of quarterback comparison here today, but also two outstanding tight ends and trying to figure out if people think Goddard has closed the gap on Kelsey. That's Travis Kelsey. Today's question, who is currently the best tight end in football? Again, currently. Not who was, not who will be. Who is currently the best tight end in football? Uh, Goddard or Kelsey? Um, Ray, your personal assessment, is it close? Is it Kelsey? Is it Goddard? What would you say the answer should be? Oh, it's Kelsey. Not close? No, not in my mind. Uh, no, <laughs> not close. I mean, no, no. Goddard is Goddard is really good. Goddard is really good. But I mean, Kelsey's the best. I mean, I, yeah. I heard I heard you talking earlier about uh, the Tyreek Hill yep. and how this how the team. You know, they boy they, they let Tyreek Hill go. Oh my God! What you know? Even time when Ty, listen, even when Tyreek Hill was there, the offense ran through tra- Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill was a home run hitter for sure and a big play guy. But if you go back and you look at the way that offense worked, it ran through Kelsey. So that part of it didn't change. Incredible player. Right. John, the voting result, where do you think they came in today on Twitter? Uh, you're going to have some homer vote, that, but I think it's a small percentage. So maybe 12% homer. Well done. 68%. You're so good at this. 16. Man. So good at it. Ray, he is amazing. Yeah, wow. that's this, good. This guy, he just sniffs it out, man. He's He's got it. By the way, Ray, uh, the Dexter Lawrence thing was just referenced. How Kelsey, it's now Jason. Kelsey ate him up last week. Another great game by Jason Kelsey against the 49ers. Another big spot here against um, Chris Jones. I'm curious, Ray, from your perspective, we believe Jason Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And I think he will get there. But I'm curious. You talk to more people on a national level. Sure. Do people around the nation, do? and I'm talking like the voting type people, the insider people, are, are they at the point where Jason Kelsey is a definite Hall of Famer? Yes. Good. Yes. I um and I'll tell you why. Uh, <clears throat> there are a couple of comparisons. There's a couple of things that Jason has done that has made it almost a lock. Um, I mean, five times all first team All Pro center, um, only been done by two other guys. It's only been done by Mike Webster. Back in the day, sure, and Dermody Dawson more recently, both Steelers, both wow. both both in the Hall of Fame without even a question. Yep. Okay, so Jason's right there with them now. So to me, that makes it almost a layup. But the other part of it is um, that he is he has become so prominent in terms of TV network uh, preparation that um, I mean, in every game. What, no matter who the Eagles are playing, whether it's a big national game, whether it's a Monday night game, whether it's a primetime game, or whether it's just a regular Sunday 1 o'clock game, they have like one camera pretty much assigned to Jason Kelsey. And at least a half a dozen times during the game, somebody will circle him on the telestrator and say, look at what he's doing. Look at what Kelsey's yeah, doing on yeah. this. But look what, yeah. And, you know, that kind of stuff really matters over time. And that's been going on now for several years. So 
he's getting the kind of spotlight focus that is making him, you know, far above other guys playing play his position in terms of national recognition. The guy who I think gets shortchanged, however, um, is a little is Lane Johnson. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I think, you know, when you said where is Kelsey in terms of prominence and electability for the whole thing, he's there, okay? I don't think there's any question in my mind he's there and maybe even first ballot. But, and part of it is the focus that TV has put on him. Less so the right tackle. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't see Lane, right. you don't see Lane highlighted, in my mind, nearly enough for as good as he is. I think you could make a case for him as a Hall of Famer. Well, I agree with you. I, I will really say, I just, I, I just think it'll be a little harder for him because not as many people yes. know about him. I agree. I do think, though, the lane to the Hall of Fame thing is starting to get traction. I mean, a lot more than even tw- 12 months ago. So, I, you know, and he is a little younger, and so that's part of why there's been less discussion of it. But I, I think Lane will make the Hall of Fame. I really do. By the okay. way, Ray, what's your, what's your what's your deal? Um, the next week, you going out there? You're not going out there? What's the what's the Ray Diddy Super Bowl Fifty Seven plan? <laughs> uh, I am not going. Uh, I will be back here with you guys, um, and I'll be doing stuff here. Uh, I'll be doing stuff on the weekend. I'll be doing uh, pre and post. I'll be doing pregame stuff on both WIP and NBC Sports Philly. Great. Uh, so uh, so I'm not going out there. They you know they. I, I've done 31 of them. I've been there, done that. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to go through all that necessarily. 31. Incredible. That's amazing. So, is your son going to be out there? And if he's not, will you get a chance to watch it with him? Uh, no, because uh, I'm going to be in studio with. I'm, I'm going to be at the WIP pregame show first, and then going to the studio at NBC. So I'll be kind of in TV radio lockdown. Sure. And he is not going. This is going to be the first Super Bowl he's missed in, uh, geez, almost 30 years. But he's uh, he's shooting the Flyers game that day. Flyers are playing at home at 1 o'clock, so he's got the Flyers game got that it. day. Got it. Ray, awesome stuff. We look forward to talking to you next week. And next week we will really get inside this game. Thank you, Ray. I look forward to it. Thanks, right, Joe. There he is, the Diddy Up Ahead. Time's yours. Show to Cameron John Rich on WIP. We are in the big game. The Birds against Kansas City and our former head coach. Get in on all the action for the big game in Arizona with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the only sportsbook I recommend. Bet live during the big game, and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app right now. This is the time. Don't miss out. The Birds and KC get in on all the action for the big game in Arizona with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Our Birds are one-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 122 on the money line. The over-under has risen to 50-and-a-half points. I expect these teams to score a bunch, and I expect this game doesn't have to be particularly close. And remember, new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Bet live during the big game on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.